babies. It's so, it, you know, it's really cool when you get a chance to talk with other boss ladies out here that are just doing it. And uh, this is a fellow coach that uh, I really look up to her because she, you know, and she's creating exactly what she wants. She's working with people and she's doing it in a space that I don't think I could ever do as a, as, as part of my, uh, my business because it's just not my calling, but she's really so passionate about this. And, uh, so I'm excited to talk about what she does in her coaching transformational work. Uh, her name is Ozzy Osborne and, uh, she'll tell you all about what she does, but I'm super excited. Ozzy, welcome to the call. Thank you, Tam. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you for asking me to be part of this. This is exciting. This is exciting. So before we get into, I know you're going to be speaking at our event uh, coming up this week, uh, and we'll talk more about that uh, in a little bit, but I want to start off with just, you know, what is your driving force for being a coach and, and also becoming an entrepreneur? Hmm. My driving force is, is... I would say my, my driving force is my life. I mean, it's, it's, it's what I've gone through. Uh, and I'm happy. Is that, is that what you'd like me to yeah, share? Absolutely. Yeah. So about eight years ago, I found myself on the floor um, when my life literally flashed before my eyes with the uh, end of my, of my marriage and um, the end of the marriage due to an affair nonetheless. And it was, it was sort of like, one of those like awakening moments of like, oh my God, my life is over. What is going to happen to me now? Literally like on the floor and then, and then weeks on end in, in bed, not getting up, not functioning. I have two small kids at the time. And, and I, I just was so stuck in this feeling of, of, um, I'm not sure what words to even use other than I was, I was distraught. I really was. I, everything that I knew I had or I was, was no longer. And I literally didn't know where to begin. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to get myself, pick myself back up. I had a very uh, successful career in jewelry making. I was a jewelry designer and celebrities were wearing my things. So I had a lot of responsibility there, but here I am with my life crashing down on me. And I didn't know I was, I, I, I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know how, I mean, I think one of the, the funniest moments for me was literally in my head going, how am I even going to turn on my TV? <laughs> I mean, like things like that, like small things that I just, I didn't really, I, di I, I, I depended so much on my partner to do so much in that, around the house. And, and, and I just, I was panicking. I was panicking because I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I, aside from the fact that I was so hurt by the betrayal and I just didn't know how I was going to pick myself back up. So, um, I had this epiphany. I woke up one morning and I realized that, uh, I had this voice that said to me, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just trust. And it scared me for a second because I then got this tingling all over my body. And I, I, I thought, a, who is this voice? And B, what do you mean trust? Like trust what? Like everything, like there's, my trust has been broken. Like I don't even know how to trust anymore. Who am I going to trust? Like if my closest ally who was with me for 14 years broke that trust, how am I ever going to trust? But I, I chose to listen to it this time. I chose to, I chose to, to dive into, um, 
reading articles, reading books. I started to go to workshops and, and trainings and I started to really sort of fig, try, I tried to figure out what was wrong with me, right? So that my beginning journey was really about discovering what was wrong with me because I thought something was wrong with me. How could someone do this to me, right? And I came from a, from a victim mentality and I realized that I wasn't really getting the answers, that I kept coming coming into um, mentors and people that were telling me that I have to do the work for me. This is, I, I have to take responsibility for me and for what had occurred. And, and part of me was like, what do you mean I have to take responsibility? I'm not the one that had an affair. Um, and so <laughs> I, I sort of spiraled into, into this, this confusion of not knowing where to, where to even go at that point. Right. And, um, I went to, uh, I signed up to, to go to a uh, love and relationship retreat in, in Maui. And it was a huge commitment and a huge investment for me. And I knew that if I'm going to invest that much money in something in myself, that this better work. Right. And I had a call with a person that was enrolling me into this. And, and in the call, she had me set an intention, which I'd never done before and had me take responsibility for my life. What was going on in my life? What were some of the limiting beliefs? What were some of the survival patterns? And there were all words I didn't quite understand. What do you mean I had limiting beliefs? And I started to jot down all this information about myself and things that I had made up about myself. And I started to, I started to sort of kind of go, hmm, interesting. Like I've been saying this over and over and over. And at that moment of reflection, I realized that... And I connected the dots that going back to the moment on the couch when I, or on the floor by the couch, when I, when I found out about the affair, uh, I remember that I had the same exact feeling when my father at age 14 asked me to leave the house and asked, asked me to leave the house because he wanted to work on his relationship with my mom, because that in my little brain meant that he cared more about my mom and cared more about wanting to invest in my mom and asked me to leave because she gave him an ultimatum. Either she leaves or I leave. And my dad chose her. And so leaving the house at age 14, I left and moved in with a friend. And then I was there for about a year and then they asked me to leave. And I sort of, it was almost like this paradigm that was created for me um, of this belief that I don't belong. I'm not wanted, I'm not loved, I'm not chosen, and I'm unworthy. And it sort of got imprinted in me. And that is how I viewed the world. I came to the world and I came into relationships already assuming that I'm not worthy of it. And I didn't know that until I, I did that reflection exercise. And as I did that reflection exercise, I realized that that story sort of carried on over and over and over in every area of my life and in every relationship I had. And I was able to connect the dots and I was like blown away by how one story was able to create all that for me for the rest of my life. And it became a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And at that moment, I, I made a, a decision for myself. And I, I decided that I was never going to tell that story again, that I was ready to let that go. And I was ready to show up to that retreat fully immersed in what it is that I get to learn. And sure enough, that retreat was because I made that decision, that retreat was everything for me. And the reason why it was everything for me, it was because it was at the retreat that I decided that relationship work and love work is exactly where I wanted to be. It's exactly where I was meant to be. It was my purpose. 
And I, I have to go through all those experiences through relationships to be able to teach it to other people. And I came back from that, from that retreat and I was gung-ho and I haven't stopped since. And my mission really is to create opportunities for people to shift their stories, to shift their narratives so that they can create a life that they desire, a life that they're worthy of. And they can't do that until the limiting beliefs, the things that hold them back are recognized, identified, and released, and then reprogrammed. Wow, so much in that. I mean, so much I can relate to personally, Hmm. you know, um, how we make our story from our youth, something that happened to us when we were young, young, become the story that we live by all the way into our adulthood, and it just keeps repeating. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can definitely, definitely relate to that. And, uh, and so there's a lot of things that you said, and I wanted to pick up. One of the things I hear, even though you didn't use a word, is the word surrender. Mm-hmm. I hear you that coming up and as, a, as kind of a, a place that you actually finally surrendered right before you went to that event. Um, and the other thing is just doing that self-work. Um, and so let's start with that whole idea of, of surrendering and then just talk about uh, some of the personal development work you've done because we both continue to do personal development in order to make those changes. So, yeah, I mean, there's always more, more to work on. And that's what I've learned throughout this whole journey is that it's, it's, you're never done, right? I'm never done doing the work. It's always, it's continuous. And the surrender, it's so interesting because it's something that um, for a lot of people, people, people either don't resonate with that word or they, or they um, have an interesting relationship with that word. Surrender to me means um, the idea of letting, and this is, this just happened to me this weekend too. So it's perfect. It's almost like sort of taking on that worry that comes about, right? And in, in the reaction of an event, an experience occurs, right? Something happens, right? And it, you get triggered, right? That activation of the story, the narrative, the, the limiting belief kind of shows up and it sort of throws you off, off track, right? And most of the time we go into believing the story and then kind of spiraling out of control with it. We call, we call everyone we can think of to validate that story for us. And we, we want to blame somebody else for it. And we sort of go into this, right? Is that? Yep. Yep. And the idea of surrendering, and again, I'll I'll speak a little bit about what happened this weekend. I'm not going to give details, but, but something happened this weekend that sort of, that rattled me a lot. I've been on a very clear, clear journey, um, the past, ever since January 1st, or even before that, just very clear and very uh, determined and focused. And, and I mean, like I've never been before. And this really threw me off, right? And when it threw me off, you know, I came home from doing a workshop. And when I came home, I, I was really um, welcome. <laughs> is the only word I could use by a stack of letters that, that we received from, from someone um, with some bad news and, or some, some, I don't want to say bad news, but it was, it was news that was not, not pleasant to hear uh, in 14 different letters. <laughs> and in, in that moment, my anger, I got triggered. I, I, you know, how did I not know about this? I felt that I distrusted and I called the person that was involved in this and and I, I, I yelled, I just yelled and it completely out of my practice. And then I, I went to a, a girlfriend's house and I complained about it and I kind of got it out and I got it, I got it out and I came home and I said, okay, I got it out. I got it out. And 
And then it was that moment of when you're talking about surrender, it was a choice, right? I, I, I was able to, to, to be aware of the fact that I was just complaining and, and precipitating that, that story because it could have gone on for many days. It could have gone on for many months. It could have been really bad. I chose in that moment to forgive. I chose in that moment to surrender that fear that was coming up for me to the universe. And I literally said, universe, please take this away from me. Please take this and handle it the way that it needs to be handled. And immediately this feeling of, I got you came about. And I, I, I almost like, it almost like went away from me. Mm-hmm. And it went away in such a way that was so beautiful because I have such a relationship with self and I have such a beautiful relationship with the universe that I know that no matter what, the universe always has my back. I, I know that no matter what, and, and, and whatever it is for you, if you believe in God, whatever, whatever it is that you have faith in, right? It could be the cosmos. It could be whatever it is. When you surrender that, that emotion that comes about, when you surrender it and you say, I no longer want it, take care of it for me, it gets taken care of. Yeah. And sometimes it gets taken care of in a much bigger way than you can ever imagine. And again, I believe that every experience and every relationship is an opportunity for growth. It's all there for us to learn from. And that is something that was really valuable. When I surrendered to that concept, everything changed for me. And so in every moment, in every experience, in every relationship, you will, if you're in my brain, (laughs) you will tune into that, that breath. Ah, okay. Not for me. I'm not in charge here. I'm only in charge of this very moment. I'm only in charge of this very, very, very beautiful um, space. And that's it. Yeah. And that's amazing. So you, so I, I really hear that. Like I hear that, you know, you came to surrender before you went to the event. Um, and then you all also surrendered to the fact that this was your calling. You were aware enough to what was going on around you to also uh, start going that direction. So now you're in the personal development space and working with people. Can you give me some ways that people can work on themselves, like some, some tips on how they can, you know, start yeah. to get that self-love and get that, you know, realize the stories that they've been living into, that kind of thing? Yeah, the first thing I'm going to say is take, remove the thought that you have to work on yourself. literally like remove that because that's so much pressure we put on ourselves it's it's literally giving yourself permission to experience it all the good and the bad and not make it good and bad just make it neutral so it's learning how to neutralize every experience for yourself so it really is is if I could give you anything it's 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 starting your day off from a place of gratitude starting your day off from a place of clarity starting your day off from a place of breath and ease right? Rather than the hurried and the chaos that we create in the morning or on your phone and already emotionally invested in what somebody else is going through, right? It's really giving to yourself, filling your cup up so, so full that it's overflowing. And then you can give from the overflow to everyone else in your life because most of us are givers, right? Innately we're givers. And how many times have you heard of people just say, oh, I'm such a giver and everybody takes advantage of me, right? I give, 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 and I never get back, right? Um, it's, it's also removing that thought, 
really, really shifting that thought for yourself because understanding that you are responsible, you are a hundred percent responsible for your part in any experience. You're a hundred percent responsible for the perception that you have of that experience. And in a relationship, you are a hundred percent responsible for the 50% of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so is your partner. Got it. So what is your favorite aspect you think of coaching? Mm. You see, I can feel your, you know, your passion behind it, you know, obviously from your, your experience, but what is your favorite aspect of it? My favorite aspect is the aha moments. Um, I tend to speak sort of up here often and I'm, I'm, I always trust that my delivery is, is landing with my, with my, the people that I work with. Um, and for the most part it is cause I'm clear about who I serve and sometimes people kind of go, huh, what did you say? But for the most part, those aha moments when, when I can create clarity by, by maybe a few wise words or maybe a few little distinctions for them, right. Even shifting little words here and there is extremely valuable. I love it. And so, and, uh, what has been speaking of aha moments, cause I know we all have them, but what has been your most satisfying moment? Can you think of one specific thing that went, happened since you've been coaching or even just as, a, as an entrepreneur, something that's happened in your situation that just, you know, you surrendered to it and it happened or, or anything, any experience you have? Gosh, I, I, I don't know if I have one in particular. I feel like all my situations have been really great ever since I've been very clear that's all I've been getting. It's collaboration with other people. It's meeting you. It's meeting um, some of the other tribes that I've, I'm a part of now and, and really building on that. And, and all these tribes and all the people that I've met are all in that self-discovery, but not only self-discovery, in the work and, and, and actually coming from heart rather than ego. And so I'm attracting these incredible human beings that are really up to big things in the world. And I don't mean up to big things by hustling. Um, I'm attracting people who are doing the spiritual work. I'm attracting people who are doing the heart centered work and the meaningful work. And it's, that's the most satisfying to me. And I, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint one, one great moment. Um, I think they're all great moments, even the bad ones, because I'm always, I always end up on the right track. Very good. Um, what piece of advice would you give to other people who want to become an entrepreneur or, or pursue coaching? I would say get clear. First of all, understand that you, we don't only have one purpose in this lifetime. Um, but get clear on what it is that brings you joy in life and what do people, I always have people, when people are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I have them do two things. I have them, uh, I ask them, what brings you joy in life? What do you love doing like every day on an every day? Tell me what you do all day. And let's say cooking, right? And what do people come to you for advice? When people call you up and they're like, they're complaining about something or they're asking for your advice, what do they ask you? And that usually will reflect to them how, how their peers revere them, right? Like how do, do they, how do they find them as an expert in what field, right? Because a lot of times we're really good at something. We're maybe good listeners. Maybe we were good at giving advice about relationships. Maybe we're good about giving advice on food or lifestyle. If that's something people come to us, then we're considered experts in that field. And that's usually where, where, where you get to go right? So find something that lights you up, find something that, that you can infuse your joy and your expertise in. So merge the two and then 
take one action step. Even though it's scary, like take, take one action step. Good. And, and um, what key activities would you recommend entrepreneurs to invest their time in? <laughs> Self-development. Self-development. A hundred times a day. If you are not in self-development, if you're not seeking knowledge, right? Um, and again, heart-centered knowledge, you are, you are failing your, oh, I don't like using the word fail. Um, <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting in your way. You're really getting in your way because there's just, you're most likely then coming from, I know everything. I don't need to learn. My whole thing and also in surrender is I know nothing and I'm available for everything. And there's something really beautiful in that surrender too. It's like, I know nothing. I'm a blank slate. And every time I go from client to client, I know nothing. I literally, I come blank and I listen and I pick up on cues and I see where they get to go and I get to, it. yeah. That's really good. Um, you know, I think about uh, doing self-development, personal development. Sometimes, you know, people, we hear that a lot about self-development and, and, and working working to improve, you know, whatever areas you need to improve or get better on and learn. And I think that's a not, that's like an ever going process. It's not something you just do every once in a while or when you're in a bad place. It's like you get to do that every single day, all the time. Um, so I think that is something you absolutely want to invest. Like you invest your time in, like you invest your time in personal development seminars, you invest your time in books and, and, and videos. And if you have not, if you don't have much money to invest time or invest in YouTube, YouTube it. Google. <laughs> Google. YouTube becomes your best friend, you guys. Every day. Also ask for support. This is what entrepreneurs don't, don't do often. You don't reach for support. You have so many friends that are doing so many things that could support you and maybe giving you one little thing. When I created my jewelry business, it was created because somebody gave me a tip on where to go to buy beads and I started there and then I, and then it continued. So don't be afraid to ask for support because support is, is so important. You, you, we can't do things alone. We're not designed to do things alone. That's right. And that's why we have women with vision really is, is why we have it so that we can have a whole network of women that are about up to big things and about doing those kind of things that can support each other. So yeah, and this absolutely. Is I love what? that I'm part of this because I'm, I'm totally aligned with that. That's, that's exactly, you know, we get to support each other. If I, if I can't find something, you know, I just, I just started an accountability system with a friend and, um, our, we, we go through what our goals for the week. We do, we meet up every week. We go through the goals. And the last question is how can I support you? Or where the first question is, here's where I can use your support. And it gets me into that. It reminds me of, of, where I get to ask for support right? and it holds me accountable to it because now I get to ask for support. It doesn't mean that I'm weak or I don't know because I don't know something. It means that I'm expanding. And again, my word for this year is expansion and because expansion is important to me for growth. Self-development is a necessity for, for expansion. That's right. That's right. What business or personal development book would you recommend or have you read lately that you recommend? <laughs> I've read so many. Oh my God. Um, I think that if I could say one book that changed my life was conversations with God. I think that was like the first book that really like set, like set the tone for me to have 
uh, it's almost like a, that surrendered experience of like, I could have a conversation and really realizing I'm just having a conversation with myself. So it's like creating that intimacy with myself. I just, that book was like remarkable. It was so, so short, but so impactful. And, and I, as it's absolutely hands on my favorite book I've ever, ever read through my journey. You know, that book has made a big impact on people. I, um, I had another friend who recommended that book to me and he kept bringing that up. And I noticeably noticed a difference in his life after reading that book. So I will, yeah, definitely co-sign on that. And I have a book in my library that I haven't read. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick that book up this week and read it. Um, but Conversations with God, um, definitely put that on your list of books to read. Thank you for that. Because that's a good reminder. I'm going to read that one. Okay, so last question before we get into what we're talking about this weekend. If you had a magic stick, which three things would you change in the world? <laughs> ah, um, so three things that I would, I would change in the world would be, uh, I would change, I would take out war, right? Um, I would take out, suicide breaks my heart mm -hmm. um i would i would change the way that we interpret and 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 commit to our lives yeah and i i, I want to add one more thing mm -hmm. um, i would also change our education system i would absolutely 100 percent infuse because i see what it does to my children when i speak to them and i educate them on self-development um i actually buy them books i bought the seven seven habit whatever whatever that book seven is Habits of highly effective people yeah and they have ones for they have one for teens and i'm having my son read it and i also um am having my son yeah i mean i, I gotta tell you that this stuff gets to be learned from from the start from from elementary school, it gets to be infused in our kids. Self-love gets to be a subject that is taught in, in schools. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's talk about Saturday. Woo! So love and relationship, love and connection uh, event is uh, really all about, uh, when I came with this idea of doing this event, it was it was not so much about uh, finding a relationship as much as it was, it was about self-love. And uh, so I was thinking of all the people that I knew, of course, Ozzy, first person who came to mind because of your background. And um, so I want you to like share with us what you plan to talk about to just kind of wet our whistle and get us super excited about coming to this event. Because um, there's a lot, you guys, there's a lot that uh, you're going to get from uh, coming out here. So Ozzy, what, what are we going to learn from you? Well, one of the things that I started was a podcast called The Sexy Shift. And I, um, I just was talking to a business coach and she, and she reminded me that she absolutely loves the name and I get to capitalize on it. I get to continue it because yes. I for a while stopped uh, recording. Um, but the idea is that you're going to get a sexy shift. You're going to get a shift in your perspective. You're going to get a shift in your belief system so that you can open up that portal. You can get to that place that I got you in the surrender of receiving the beautiful things that life gets to, to bring to you, the things that you're worthy of, right? Um, a lot of us know we're worthy or say we're worthy, but we don't quite believe it. So it's, I'm going to take you through an exercise that's going to have you sort of, um, 
shed away a lot of the stories that you tell, shed away a lot of the, the limiting beliefs, and we're going to replace it with, by doing a fun activity. We're going to replace it with, with something that's actually going to um, be imprinted in your, in your subconscious so that you can start to do the work yourself. You can start to see results in your life and, and really understand your responsibility as a human. Yes, yes. Well, you guys, you definitely want to, don't want to miss this event. Uh, February 9th uh, is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some raffles going on. You'll get a chance to ask any questions that you have. You know, these are professional coaches. You don't get this opportunity all the time to be um, able to ask questions and get your personal development um, over the weekend. Uh, spend some time with some boss ladies. Get inspired. Network. So Ozzy, I'm really excited to see you. And uh, is there anything else you want to share with us? Any other tips that you want to share before we sign off? Yeah, uh, if, if you're listening to it right in this moment, uh, close your eyes and take a deep breath and say something nice to yourself. Yes, yes, very important. Yeah, we got to start to, we got to, start to change those conversations in our minds that, that really block us from receiving. Very, very true. Thank you so much and enjoy this rainy way. We're here in California and it's raining, but uh, it's sunny over here. So thank you for your light so that you continue to share with us. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. See you Saturday.